Welcome to The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs, where we talk everything local. From finding out what makes a business owner tick to how to get your business found. Tune in as business owners share it all. The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs is a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. I'm your host, Barb McGrath, local business owner, Google girl, and founder of the Get Found Digital Marketing Program. Welcome to a special edition of The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs. Today, we're talking to two local artists who live and breathe artistry. Having gotten to know them a a little bit over the last few months, I've really developed an interest and a passion in the work that they're doing. So I'm excited to have our guests with us today. Before I go too far, I should actually introduce myself because many of you won't know me. My name is Barb McGrath, and I'm the host of a podcast called The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs. Susan and Janet have very kindly allowed me to broadcast into the Facebook page as well as onto CJTR. So today's episode is a little bit different than many, but let's get started. And I'm going to ask Susan Robinson to introduce herself and tell us a little bit about what to expect, expect at the upcoming event. Hi, everyone, and thanks, Barb, for inviting me here today. My name is Susan Robertson, and I'm a ceramic artist who lives and works in Outlook, Saskatchewan. And I make really beautiful pottery that makes people smile. Now, the event that we, Janet and I, and I have to give Janet full credit for starting the whole ball rolling on this, is River and Rail Art Venture which is a self-guided tour of artists and artisans in West Central Saskatchewan. And it's going to take place June 26th and 27th of this year. That's only a few weeks away, eight weeks away. Yes. Is this where I go, ah! We all go, oh my goodness, eyeballs (laughs) popping out. Exactly. How many people are you expecting at the event then, Susan? Uh, we're actually anticipating about 4,000 people over the two days of the event. Excellent. Wow. That's exciting. All right. Before we talk too long, let's have Janet introduce herself and tell us a little bit about the artists and types of artistry that we might expect to see. Good morning, Barb. And uh, thank you too for inviting me on this adventure of doing a live interview. I have been doing acrylic art uh, only for about eight years as a a full-time kind of an activity. I am a retired English and French teacher, and I did uh, teach art, or should I say I facilitated the many talented students and learned lots from them, and I think I learned that I could maybe do some of that as well. So I am... Really happy to be doing this now uh, a little bit more seriously and helping other people to be able to test their skills as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have 10 towns, 26 venues, and over 50 participants, which is a lot. It is. We had hoped we might have 15 participants. Mm -hmm. So we have really broadened that. And certainly we have uh, a wide variety of, of things that are going to be, people that are going to be making things for us, making it happen. 
uh, we have three fiber artists. Mm -hmm. We have 14 who paint. We have three who do pottery, two venues with sculpture. We have seven who work with wood, but that might be all the different ways you can work with wood from yes. cutting boards to antler carving to so many different kinds of, of wood turning, even a luthier, which is, of course, creating stringed instruments with fine woods. Mm -hmm. uh, we have two with jewelry. We have one musical trio that will be performing. And uh, we also have four agribusiness agri entrepreneurs who will be sharing what they've got. But you can add to that a winery and two galleries. So and seven people, seven groups within all of those as well. So there's lots to see, mm -hmm. lots to do. There will be demonstrations and uh, yeah, it'll be a surprise for everyone just how much talent there is in this area. Exactly. So when you think about the wide variety of artists that are involved, are most of them full-time artists? Are they part-time? Is this a retirement activity for them? Are, are some of the artists just learning and upcoming? Uh, give me a little bit of an idea what that landscape looks like. Well, I think that I could answer parts of those, each of those questions in a different way. Because yes, there are some who are retired, like myself, who found a passion and time to do what you've always wanted to do. But I think there are also, I know there are also people like Susan who are professionals who have been doing this as a career. Mm -hmm. And uh, that would be also true. We have got some that are brand new, some who have been doing it for a long time in whatever uh, way they've been doing it. And uh, I think that uh, for some, it's a discovery of, I could do something more. And this is one of the things we're trying to help them with the River and Rail Art Tour mm -hmm. so that they can uh, find a, a space yes. that's safe. Mm -hmm. Find that uh, myself, when I had my first show, and you're really nervous and you're not sure anybody will come. Yes. And I've already had a chance to reassure one person that, yes, they will come. Mm -hmm. Yes, they will love what you're doing. And uh, Sally, they will find that your work is exceptional. Even though, and I, I know that from myself, even though I really question if anybody would buy what I'm doing. Yes. Yes, exactly. So I'm going to ask you both this question, and I know your answers are very different. How did you get started? What was the impetus that said, I want to work with ceramic, or I want to work with paint and acrylics? And like, what, what inside of you told you that this was something that you wanted and needed to do? Sue, do you want to well, go first? <laughs> sure, I'll go first. Um, that, that's... Not an easy question to answer. Uh, for myself, uh, how I, I've always had artistic leanings and, and, you know, did art, drama, dance, all those things growing up. And then I got married and moved to Saskatchewan with a 17-day-old baby. And, and there was a local pottery class offered. We used to have a pottery group here in town. And my husband said, you need to get out of the house, a little bit of cabin fever. Mm -hmm. you, you would really love this, go and try it. So off I went and uh, it was just a matter of 
I fell in love with it and became passionate about it. It just felt so normal, so natural. And as time went on, when I wasn't in the studio, if I was out of the studio for any length of time, I started to dream about pots. Oh, wow. That's when I knew I was really hooked. It still happens now when I go on a two-week holiday. I'm really excited and anxious to get back in the studio because mm -hmm. I've been having these dreams about things that I need to create. So it's a so do you do you dream do you envision the creations that you end up making then yes yeah sometimes from beginning to end sometimes in the dream i i follow a process and and discard ideas and go oh this would be better oh this would be better so i've actually instead of actually doing the physical work mentally i've worked through all kinds of design decisions and, and um, challenges to creating the piece, to waking up and going, aha, this is what I'm doing. Oh, wow. That's actually like, to me, that, that really speaks to how internal the art is for you, that, you know, you would find yourself thinking about it, planning before in a time period that that's not at all what you were intended to do. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it is really exciting but in some respect it's um dis not disappointing i don't know what the correct word is because when you actually go through the process of <laughs> building a piece without having thought it through to the end and having that vision there's there's a lot of opportunity for creativity and experimentation that when you do it mentally and just okay i'm going to create this piece you've lost the journey and the journey in itself can be a very creative process yes and sometimes yeah sometimes i have to sort of step on myself and say uh no don't don't design at all <laughs> but i'm a little you know retentive i i, I kind of like to know where i'm going before i get there absolutely janet how about yourself well, I've always done something crafty. I can remember doing paper mache as a child. And uh, to fast forward as an adult with three children, I did uh, all kinds of sewing and uh, I, I was involved in craft shows and did weep weaving. I did uh, petty point pictures. And uh, it wasn't until I started teaching art and uh, I had students that Oh, we that were very talented in many ways. And then we started doing watercolors. I'm sorry, it was awful. All of a sudden, these talented children had awful things to turn out. And I thought, okay, I've got to figure this out for myself because obviously it's not as simple as giving them the paints and yes. saying, go to it. So that summer, I took paints and paper, went up to our cabin, Christopher Lake, and I said, a book, a step-by-step -step book. And I thought, I've got to figure out what's going on here. So what's the process? And I did that, came back. So the kids said, hey, let's try this. And I had mm -hmm. five little step-by-step -step canvases. Let's do this a step at a time. And uh, within days, they had already mastered that. Like I say, they were artistic. Wow. Just senior students. Mm -hmm. uh, they had mastered it they went leaps and bounds beyond what i had already figured out okay but at the same time i realized that i kind of like playing with paints and so i did take a class and i did play around with with watercolors for a while mm -hmm. but then i realized that i can do more with acrylic 
and I can layer paint the way I'm layering them in watercolor, but more effectively. Mm -hmm. And then I think the other aspect of that is my mother always did a lot of, of uh, crafty things, but, and she was very, very artistically minded actually. Mm -hmm. And I sort of felt like by, when I retired that I needed something to do and that okay. I could honor her memory by painting and ah. taking that one step further, just as some of her sisters had done. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other part was that my husband, my family all encouraged me so much. And I don't think without that encouragement that I'd be where I am now. Right. Uh, I sell a lot of paintings. I do mm -hmm. a lot of paintings. I do a variety of things. And all of that really does stem from the encouragement that people have given me. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and selling them can be a bit awkward, a bit challenging. Yes. How do you price things? I have one niece that scolds me regularly mm -hmm. that I don't price them high enough. Yes. And I argue with her that I want people to be able to buy them. Exactly. I don't want to be stuck with all these paintings in my house. Mm -hmm. But one, one of the first commissions I did, a woman said to me, this is, I want this large painting. She gave me pictures. She'd been thinking about it for quite a while. And uh, I, I showed her it in, in progress. And oh yes, she's loving it, loving it. Then when she came to pick it up, I said, she said, what are, we hadn't talked price because I hate talking price. Oh. And I said to her, would 180 be enough? And her face fell. And I thought, oh, no. Oh, no. That was too much. This painting, I believe, if I remember correctly, it was 24 by 36. Okay. And I had spent about two weeks on it. Yeah. And when her face fell, I said, that too much and she, she said, was thinking oh, no. the opposite wasn't she yes and I said well you and your husband talk about it and let me know well I I actually I hadn't finished the painting I had a few things left to do on it okay I delivered the painting to their house they had a check ready for me for three hundred and fifty dollars oh wow <laughs> <laughs> and and I guess again encouragement what I was doing was worthwhile. Yes. And I think so many of us that are beginners are, you know, fledgling entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. We need to know that what we do, that we can ask the price that others are asking. Exactly. Uh, maybe not right away, mm -hmm. but I have raised my prices. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's where this conversation fits really well with that secret life of entrepreneurs, because Artists are entrepreneurs as well. Musicians are. All types of art are still business. And for whatever reason in society, I'm sure this could take over our conversation. We've, so many people have put less value on the arts. Your time is equally valuable to someone in the business community. You're generating and cultivating culture and that fabric that makes up our society. And so an event like this really helps people understand both the breadth and the offering that we have right in this province. How did the event come to be? Give me a little bit of history. Susan, do you maybe want to touch on that one? Well, it's something I have wanted to do for years. And actually, Janet and her neighbor, who's participating, Dale Hicks, 
who is a sculptor, uh, had the uh, event in 2018, Janet, I believe. Yes. Um, I wasn't even around, missed the whole thing, story of my life. And uh, they held uh, the event, their yards join, and they had a fabulous event. I heard wonderful things about it. They sold well. They had about 600 people show up. And then Janet wanted to do it again, and she approached me, and I went, oh, my God, I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> this is great. So uh, we started working on it, but unfortunately, we were supposed to have host the first one last year, but COVID kind of put a damper on our enthusiasm. But it actually turned out to be a wonderful thing because it gave us more time to prepare. Mm -hmm. And as Janet mentioned, originally we had hoped for like six communities and 15 artists. And this has just become amazing, the response that we've had to it. And we, we didn't even know the, the strength and breadth of the artists and artisans in our community. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's been very educational. Yes. Yes, I bet. And do you think as the event grows, so this year I know we have more than 50 participants. Do you think next year it'll be up to 75, 100? Do you think that's even? <laughs> Janet, whoa, I don't know if that's manageable. But, but is it? Is it manageable? Because would we want to put, would we want to put any kind of filter or damper in place to to slow it down, or do we want this to be, you know, sort of the art version of the Craven Jamboree where we've got thousands of people attending? Wow, uh, from an organizational perspective, of course we we get the ball rolling, we do contacts, collect information, and all of those things, and it is possible. If we, we have to fine tune our system a little bit, but it's certainly possible to expand. And I love the idea that we have this huge pool that people can either dip their toe in or jump in, mm -hmm. take a dive. I like the idea that uh, people can look forward to seeing um, so many different people mm -hmm. and so many different venues. Yes. I don't know if that will, if it will level out. Okay. I don't know if some people will find that it's difficult to continue each year, mm -hmm. but I do know that there are more people out there. I, we have discovered that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I do believe that the public is also open to that mm -hmm. because I think that what I have found in the last years, and I have done a show each year since 2018, uh, although not last year, but uh, the we have gone from uh, a society, I think, that goes from valuing, oh, I got a Walmart print, isn't it pretty? Yeah. To doing it yourself, mm -hmm. but also to uh, wanting to have real art on their walls, on their tables, in their kitchens, mm -hmm. things that have been produced by local artisans and artists, things that they can say, I know who made that. And I think that that is where the future is, that we, uh, that we keep it affordable while mm -hmm. still paying for, as you said, for the time, for the skill. Exactly. And I think that if we can raise through meeting the artists, if we can raise the level of engagement among the average person, mm -hmm. I think that is what will 
benefit art in the long run. I, I know, truly believe that. I remember a story, uh, I think, Janet, that you told me, but Sue, maybe it was you. So I remember the story of, it must have been you, Janet. So in the last event, there was like five or six different types of artists all within this small radius of space. And, and you, you don't think of that to know your neighbor does woodworking and somebody else does metal shaping and somebody else paints. And, you know, when like, you must have some fascinating conversations when the neighbors sit down and talk about this stuff, because to the, I'll call us the general public, we don't know when we drive through a community or drive by a yard, we have no idea the skill and the time and the quality of work that is in that yard then, right? Yes, I, I in that, for that event, I, I was told, oh, you should talk to Lynn Hermanson. She does fabric art. Well, she at that point uh, had bins of things that she had been working on and they were just sitting in her little house. And uh, she had started get engaging with the Saskatchewan Craft Council. She was going to be juried that year and she was quite excited about it. Mm -hmm. Well, she has now branched out and and is selling her work all over the place. She's on Etsy. She's on, yeah. you know, she's in, in uh, many different galleries around it. And it just is amazing the transformation that it caused in her as well. Um, Instead of being almost apologetic that she had all this stuff that she loved doing, mm -hmm. she's now kind of squared her shoulders and said, this is what I do. Good and she her. was at our show in 2018. And exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. People who uh, who didn't realize that she had talents beyond just looking like a nice person. Yep. Um, yeah, she is now well known in the fabric art uh, society. Community. So, wow. Yeah, that, yeah, that's incredible. So Susan, tell us a little bit about um, your work. Because when I think about ceramic and I, I read in your bio that you're internationally recognized how in the heck do you ship um uh, ceramic internationally and keep it in one piece well there is a whole art to packing that's for sure um internationally uh well i sort of have two veins because i do one-of-a-kind sculptural pieces and those are the types of things that you create and ship to galleries and that's more challenging because they tend to be larger and heavier but in terms of production work, which is mugs, bowls, plates, um, bubble pack is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you and styrofoam, you've taken out shares, I bet. I should, I should. <laughs> but actually, we, we try to do as much recycling as possible. So we recycle boxes and we use shredded paper um, and you know, we just try to, as much as possible, uh, reduce, um, you know, that whole re reuse, reduce, recycle, exactly. um, very much in the forefront of our mind. It also decreases the cost for the person who's receiving it when they don't have to pay for me to buy styrofoam peanuts that yeah. are like static electricity and stick to you everywhere you go. Exactly. <laughs> Ladies, we are almost out of time. Uh, Sue, would I be able to get you to wrap us up, uh, tell us event date, uh, COVID precautions, website, give us all of the details that we need to know so that people can plan to attend. 
All righty. Yes, I'm really excited. I hope you'll all join us. And it's River and Rail Art Venture. Our website is www.riverandrailartventure.ca. Mm -hmm. And the event is happening June 26, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And June 27th, noon till 6 p.m in West Central Saskatchewan. And if you go on our website, there is an interactive map. You can meet all the makers and see images of all of their work. Uh, we will caution you that we are following all the COVID protocols. So you will be asked to consider social distancing when you arrive at a site and to wear a mask. And unfortunately, no food or beverages can be provided because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And we invite you all to attend. Uh, I have to admit, the saddest thing about this event is I'm not going to get to go and visit anybody else. I'm really disappointed. But instead, I'm hoping you'll all come take pictures with me, post it on Instagram and Facebook, and uh, we'll see you soon. Absolutely. And I think you even have your own hashtag this year, if I remember correctly. Yes, we do. It's hashtag, well, we've got River and Rail Art Trail, which was our original name, and hashtag River and Rail Art Venture. Absolutely. And I love that. Art Venture. That's what it's all about. Get out, take a road trip, have an adventure, and check out the art that we have in the community. Wonderful. Thank you both for joining me today, for taking the time out of your morning, uh, working through some technology bumps that we had in the background, but here we are. So thank you both for being here. I love hearing about the work you're doing and I'm excited for the event. I'm still trying to decide, can I go or does the website and the website going down, is there some risk there? <laughs> Too many people are on the site that weekend. So I'm still figuring that piece out. But if you would like to be a guest on the show, Secret Life of Entrepreneurs, just email me at barb at googlegirl.ca or reach out on Facebook and Instagram. Just a reminder, you can even post questions in advance of our live show. I'm your host, Barb McGrath, local business owner and Google girl. Remember, you worked hard for your success. Don't keep it a secret. Bye for now. The Saskatchewan Podcast Network is supported by Connexus. Does money spark joy in your life or cause you stress? If you said stress, you're not alone. For 42% of Canadians, their biggest stressor comes from money. At Connexus, they care about your financial well-being. Money doesn't have to be stressful, and Connexus is here to help. The Connexus Money Talk blog provides expert advice, tips, and solutions for all life stages and events. Getting married, buying a house, budgeting, saving, they cover it all and more. And did I mention it's free? Check it out today at connectsmoneytalk.ca and start feeling confident and stress free about your money. <laughs>